Well, hi guys, Alex McDonald in Atlanta, joined by Danielle Munoz, uh, also in Atlanta, and only a couple of miles away from my house at the moment. How you doing, Danny? I'm good, Al. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Thank you. Um, this is the TPS report for Thursday, December 15th. 2022. It's good to be back. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you for being here. By the way, for those folks over on Rumble, if you see it, hit the live chat button and jump into the live chat and you will show up along with everybody else. As soon as I do that, you will show up in the chat along with everybody else. And uh, that way we can see your comments and bring them in. And, um, you'll be part of the show. So do that. If you, if you're able to, if you see it, some, if for you want to hang out with if you, yeah, if you want to, if, if you want to chat, obviously, right. if you don't want to chat, then, then, uh, absolutely don't chat. That is entirely up to you, but let's say hi to our friends here. There's your mom. Hey, Rita. Thank you for being here. There's Kurt. What's going on, brother? Intern. Thanks for you being here. You know, it here. has been snowing at my house since Tuesday night. They are in the midst of possibly the worst blizzard that Duluth, Minnesota has ever seen. This is my favorite blizzard ever. I've never enjoyed a blizzard as much as I'm enjoying this right. blizzard right now. Right. Just far as far away from it as you could possibly they be. They can have it. Yeah. Uh, there's Richard Bradshaw. What's up, Richard? Good to hey, see Richard. you. Michelle Brown is here. What's up, Michelle? Hey, Michelle. Um, there's Princess Sandy. Hey, What's Princess. up, Sandy? Uh, Janine is with us. Hey, Janine. Hey, Janine. Thank you for being here. Katie Manry is here. Hey, Katie. Good to hey, see Katie. you. Bill Campbell's with us. What's up, Bill? Good to see you. Yeah. Um, Jill Oldham is with us. What's up, Jill? Hey, Jill. Uh, Shane Kenna is here. What's up, Shane? Hey, Shane. Um, thank you all for being here. If you said hi if or if I missed you, yell at me. If you haven't said hi and you want to, say hi and we'll, uh, we'll say hi back. Uh, we got a lot to talk about tonight, Danielle, but... We had some uh, we had some very sad news yes. as well. Y'all will notice that um, a fixture is missing from our chat. Becky Bacon, Becky Myers, and the Bit are not here tonight. They are members of our family and the Just for Fun family. And Becky lost her husband and the Bit's father unexpectedly, very tragically, uh, Tuesday evening, I think. So. Um, our thoughts and prayers are, of course, with them. Yeah. Um, a lot of people he who are here with us tonight know, you know, have heard and are hurting. And um, yeah, Becky, Bit, Kyle, if y'all see this, we love you. We miss you. We're here for you. We are here with you. Yep. Anything you and need. Anything you need. Absolutely. There yeah. are no words. Abs we are without words. Absolutely tragic. And um, yeah. Absolutely. In our hearts and in our minds and everyone yeah. say a prayer, say a prayer for Becky yeah. and, uh, and her family. And y'all, I just want to say quickly, I know a lot of people are hurting now. I know people have heard about this and they're hurting for Becky and hurting for her family. And a lot of people are struggling now. Um, I'll give you a little preview. My mom and I talked about this. I had already planned on talking about holiday stress in my upcoming vlog. And I thought about not doing it because it just, to me, feels so tone deaf right now but I'm going to do it anyway because so many people are hurting right now. And I think that like seeing our friends hurting is sort of adding to that and kind of highlighting that. And y'all, if you're hurting, please reach out. Yeah. Um, if you see, if you, if you see your friends hurting, if you just reach out, just, uh, you know, I said it in a recent vlog, we say it all the time, just check on each other. Y'all, these are hard times. A lot of people are struggling. A lot of people are hurting. Just, Reach out. Just be in touch yeah. with each other. Yeah, be there for each other. Be in touch with each other. And um That's all we can do, right? That's all that's we can do. Most we can yeah. Do. Yeah. That's all, Becky. We love you. Bit, yeah. we love you. We miss you. Yeah, we love you guys. Um, okay, let's start the show. And thank you, everyone in the chat, for your um for your kind words as well. 
yeah, it's, uh, I mean, there's nothing, nothing more to say, I'm afraid. It's, um, it's difficult. But there's still news to talk about, is there not? There is news to talk about. And we're going to start with, oh, well, first of all, we'll start with a little plug. If you want to join us on Locals, head over to the Locals channel, tpsreportlive.locals.com. You can sign up there as a free member, or you can become a show supporter and help us keep this going. Start with this. Former President Donald Trump, Danielle, teasing a major announcement. This was yesterday. Teasing a major, major announcement. America needs a superhero, he said. And I think we were all expecting it to be something campaign related. As you would, he is in fact yeah. running for president of the United States again. Um, and so we all thought, okay, this will be uh, campaign related. Let's see what happens. Um, turns out it wasn't. <laughs> Turns turns out, Danielle, it was uh, Donald Trump's NFT drop is what it was. NFT, digital, uh, prote protected digital content or whatever. He's putting out some, putting out some Donald Trump trading cards. You know what? He can, he can tell you for himself. Let's, let's watch this. Hello, everyone. This is Donald Trump. Hopefully your favorite president of all time, better than Lincoln, better than Washington, with an important <laughs> announcement to make. I'm doing my first Amazing. official Donald J. Trump NFT collection right here and right now. They're called Trump Digital Trading Cards. These cards feature some of the really incredible artwork pertaining to my life and my career. It's been very exciting. You can collect your Trump Digital Cards just like a baseball card or other collectibles. Here's one of the best parts. Each card comes with an automatic chance to win amazing prizes like dinner with me. I don't know if that's an amazing prize, but it's what we have. Or golf with you and a group of your friends at one of my beautiful golf courses, and they are beautiful. I'm also doing Zoom calls, a one-on-one -on -one meeting, autographing memorabilia, and so much more. We're doing a lot. My official Trump digital trading cards are $99, which doesn't sound like very much for what you're getting. Buy one and you will join a very exclusive community. It's my community. And I think it's something you're going to like and you're going to like it a lot. They also make perfect gifts. So you can buy them with your credit card or crypto. All you need is an email address. Go to collecttrumpcards.com and buy your Trump digital trading cards right now before they are all gone, and they will be gone. They this will is be gone. my first official Trump trading card NFT collection, and you get a chance to meet me. Go to collecttrumpcards.com right now, and remember, Christmas is coming, and this makes a great Christmas gift. No purchase necessary. I have two things to say about that. Go ahead. You got something? Because I got something. That man used to be president of the United States. Yeah. One, I am so very sad that he did not say non-fungible token. Non-fungible tokens, yep. Because that's what NFT stands for. And yeah. you need to thank your lucky damn stars that these did not come out before I bought your Christmas present. Because guess would be guess who would be getting Donald some Trump, Trump NFT non fungible tokens <laughs> for Christmas. Here's the thing, right? Listen, I think it's hilarious. This is the former president of the United States doing effectively an infomercial for trading cards. You watch the value of these things. Yep. Right, and that's the thing with NFTs. They're they're part of a blockchain. They can't be. You can take a screenshot of one, but it will never be validated as the original. It'll never be part of the blockchain. And these things are effectively unique pieces of digital art. I'm willing, I'm willing to bet those things go through the roof value-wise. I, I think it's funny. That a former president is, could you imagine, for example, Barack Obama doing this, announcing Dude. he's going to run for president and then 
a major announcement and it's his NFT collection. Could you imagine that? He's running for president. I'm not sure that he knows that. I think that's more the point, not just that he's a former president, which I I 100%, your point is well taken, that you would expect some level of decorum and diplomacy from a former president, but some level of don't be a fucking douche nozzle from somebody running for president. Right. Dude, don't make trading cards of yourself. What are you, fucking Dressed as Dressed as Superman, Trump riding an elephant. I mean- it's it's almost like somebody went to Dali and typed in Trump riding an elephant and allowed the AI to create the image for them. It's absolutely amazing. But here's the really weird thing. Major announcement coming tomorrow, right? Three hours after he put... That was the major announcement. Right. And yet three hours after that, he posted this. Sorry, did not have. If we don't have free speech, then we just don't have a free country. It's as simple as that. If this most fundamental right is allowed to perish, then the rest of our rights and liberties will topple just like dominoes one by one. They'll go down. That's why today I'm announcing my plan to shatter the left wing censorship regime and to reclaim the right to free speech for all Americans. And reclaim is a very important word in this case because they... By the way, I just want to point out the just how, from a, from a producer's mind point right. of view, how absolutely perfect that shot is. And he looks really lean. Like his he face looks, looks super lean. He looks healthy. Really good in this. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Taking it away. In recent weeks, bombshell reports have confirmed that a sinister group of deep state bureaucrats, Silicon Valley tyrants, left-wing activists, and depraved corporate news media have been conspiring to manipulate and silence the American people. They have collaborated to suppress vital information on everything from elections to public health. The censorship cartel must be dismantled and destroyed and it must happen immediately. And here's my plan. First, within hours of my inauguration, I will sign an executive order banning any federal department or agency from colluding with any organization, business, or person to censor, limit, categorize, or impede the lawful speech of American citizens. I'm going to stop that there, and I highly recommend everybody go over to Truth Social and watch that video. That was a major and if you when you watch right. the whole thing, that is a major announcement. I don't know if he's just trolling us with the the card thing because he well, you got to admit he is a professional troll. He's very good at it. He's good at trolling the media and that could have been very well could have been a media drop to get the media to get out there and get all wound up and get him in the beginning of a news cycle simply to turn around and drop that policy speech. Because it's remarkable and it's what people have been waiting for from not only President Trump but right. from Republicans. When are we going to fight back against censorship? I'm not talking about bringing in the, uh, I'm not talking about simply bringing in the heads of these social media companies to Congress and asking them some questions that they are more than willing to lie about, as right. we saw Jack Dorsey do. No, we don't shadow ban anyone. They get to lie to Congress and get away with it. That ship has sailed. Now is the time for some action. And guess what? An executive order prohibiting, prohibiting government from colluding with social media? Fuck yes. Yes, let's do that. Head over to Truth Social. I don't know if you have to actually sign up to Truth Social to see uh, Donald Trump's account. Um... But even if you do, I would say it's worth it to watch the rest of this speech and to follow through on that policy because 
I've been waiting for a, for somebody to step up and say this for a long time. Um, where there's a lot of movement on TikTok at the moment as well, Danielle, and I'm uh, talking with a senator at the moment who has legislation here in Georgia to uh, well, the, the media reported as ban TikTok, um, but hopefully we'll I'll have him either I'll do an interview and roll it into a pardon me into a show. Either way, we're going to get that information to you relatively shortly. Wow. Got like the the hiccups and the burps and everything going on. It's weird. But yeah, um, talking with him, have him on to talk about TikTok, which is really important. I know people, I know people probably look at us like we're insane when we talk about TikTok and the the danger, the threat that TikTok actually actually poses. But it's it's not made up. Right. it's uh, it's a major threat. But yeah, President Trump with a, a fantastic policy speech today on the heels on the heels of this. And, and I don't know what to think. I really don't. This guy this guy gets me coming and going. You know, at first I thought it was a troll on the Fauci baseball card. I don't know. Remember there was the Fauci tops card. I mean, it seems legit. The link actually goes somewhere where you can buy something. And people are going to buy them. Mm-hmm. They so really then where are. does the money go for the NFTs? Maybe to probably him? maybe to maybe to Donald Trump, yeah. I guess. I don't know. And how many are they selling? You know what I mean? At 99 bucks right. a pop. How many are there? Are there 50 of them? 200, a million? We just, however many Dali can pump out, I guess, is, is, you know, as soon as they've sold out, they'll do some more, you know, Trump, Trump climbing the Eiffel Tower and let Dali come up with an image for that. Trump fighting Godzilla. <laughs> let it come up with an image for that. <laughs> Who knows? Trump fighting off like vaccine. Yes. It's absolutely amazing. That guy, the man never ceases to amaze me. It is so typically Donald Trump to do something like that. Yeah. And, um, and then to follow it up and I'm, I'm really afraid that the policy speech is just drowned out by the reaction to the NFT thing. Right. Cause the policy speech matters. It really does matter. He's bringing me, he's bringing me back around Danielle is what he's doing that policy speech it's it's bringing me back around all right let's talk about something else dude superhero cards i know i know it's amazing that's all i have um, to say let's talk about this indiana law that lets citizens shoot cops well that's a fairly dramatic headline isn't it yeah it is it's kind of true the Hoosier State now allows people to use deadly force to keep public servants from illegally entering their homes or cars. Police, of course, are not pleased. Now, yeah, I imagine they wouldn't so, be happy. So here's 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 where I'm at with this. On its face, I have absolutely no problem with this law because law enforcement and government are not above the law. They think they are in many cases, but they are not. And an illegal entry into your home is an illegal entry regardless of who is performing that illegal entry. Right. Here's where the law begins to break down. Who who can say whether it's a legal or illegal entry? And you really can't. So yeah, I assume a judge much, much later. Yeah, you're you're really taking your freedom into your own hands with this because if the police are entering your home with a no-knock warrant, your right to defend your property ceases, right. it, it no longer exists. Whereas if they're breaking into the wrong home, then your right to defend your property absolutely exists or at least it does under this law but as a homeowner you would have no idea you might think i don't have any warrants out for me i haven't done anything wrong you might think that but you never know 
right? right? Again, with with social media and with government snooping. We got into this the other day with Apple now um, now uh, applying encryption to your iCloud account, or or by the end of the year at least. Well, right now there is no encryption on your iCloud account. And for all you know, law enforcement are requesting information on you and building this case against you for something. Let's say you got a $601 payment from, uh, I don't know, from, from your granny and you, you forgot to declare it to the IRS. And one of these 89,000 new IRS agents said, oh, well, there's a tax dodger. Let's, uh, let's issue some subpoenas. Let's get some data on this person. And then as they're going through this data, they realize, oh, well, he owns some MAGA hats. He uh, he's subscribed to all these conservative accounts on Twitter. This guy must be a white supremacist a terrorist. Right. That guy's a white nationalist terrorist threat. So let's go get a warrant, a no knock warrant and go knock his door down and snatch him up. This law is going to lead, again, on its face, I have no problem with it whatsoever, but it's going to lead to some rather... People are going to get hurt. Yeah, it's going to be some rather sticky situations that that arise from this. So what exactly does the law say? It authorizes people to protect themselves or their property by using deadly force in response to unlawful intrusion by a public servant. Now, I want to point this out. That does not mean if the if the code the the zoning code official comes to your door, knocks on your door and says, "Oh, by the way, your grass is too long. You need to cut it or there's a $1000 fine." That does not mean you can shoot him. Yeah, you cannot shoot them. Does right. not mean that. Well, what if they come about your barking dog though? Then you can shoot them, right? It, yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, no. No, no, you can't. Uh, again, the the rules of lethal force also matter here. And again, this is why people are going to run afoul of this law. An unlawful intrusion. So there are, you can jump to some conclusions, right? I will. If I'm home at three o'clock in the morning and someone's, either broken in or is attempting to break into my house, I can make a reasonable assumption that that person is there for no, up to no good. They're a ne'er-do-well. Correct. I have to be able to convince a reasonable jury that I believed my life was in danger. That's the rules that's the use of force rules for lethal force in georgia there has to be a reasonable belief that your life is in danger in other words other people have to believe you have to be able to convince them beyond a reasonable doubt that you believe your life was in danger hey michelle michelle ivy hey michelle someone breaking into my house I consider them a reasonable threat to my safety. Now me, I, I, I will wait to identify the threat. I will wait to determine if that threat is maybe not necessarily armed because guess what? A grown man can beat you to death with his fists. Three grown men can beat you to death even faster. We're delicate. Right. Humans are delicate yes. little flowers, quite frankly. There's a lot of th- it doesn't they don't have to be armed with a gun or a knife to be able to kill you. And as long as you can articulate that, you should be okay. But all that goes out the window if it's law enforcement and they have a warrant. And in that case, I got to tell you, I I know I know it goes against everything I believe in when it comes to your civil rights and your li- your civil liabilities. But in that situation, you are better off laying on the ground and letting the police take you into custody safely and peacefully rather right. than putting up a fight. And if it turns out it's a mistake, then everybody gets to go home Everyone gets to go home alive. And you know what? You get to file a a lawsuit 
and, right. and, yes. and make you some money. That's why it's important to identify, always identify your threat. By the way, there's also a legal reason for doing that. Because if you're in the pitch black and you just start shooting at something, chances are you're going to be convicted of murder. You got to be able to identify what it is you're shooting at. So yeah, while, while on its face, I think this rule is perfectly reasonable. Law enforcement and government should not be exempt from the law, right? What is it? Sovereign immunity. Um, uh, and on, on a more local level, it's, um, it's not, it's, uh, something else. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. I mean, where are you? I mean, I suppose everybody could tune out. I was going to qualified immunity is what the police have qualified immunity. I think is absolutely ridiculous and it needs to be done away with. And that would solve half of these problems anyway. If you do away with qualified immunity, the police are going to be way more careful about whose house they break into. These instances of, oh, well, they were at the wrong house. Those will virtually be eliminated if you do away with qualified immunity and force the police, the government to have to do their due diligence before going and breaking down somebody's door and murdering innocent victims. And I say murdering. Because if you're innocent and the police kill you, that is murder. It's murder, yes. And the police are learning that lesson gradually these days. Because gone are the days where the police can just gun people down and get away with it. Now they are being called and held accountable for these things. That does, you know, you can say that makes me anti-law enforcement if you want to. It doesn't. I am just pro-responsibility. Right. You're actually pro-law. Yes, I am pro-doing your job the right Right. way. But yeah, I think this is, uh, I think this law in Indiana, Danielle, is going to have some very unintended consequences. Right. Let's talk about this. Some of y'all may have seen this in the news. Trump organization convicted in executive tax dodge scheme. If all you had were the headline, how would you read that? That the Trump Trump organization organization has been convicted of of dodging taxes. Right. The Trump organization was convicted of dodging taxes. Yeah. 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 And that's how it's being reported, right? By the leftist media. Oh, the Trump organization has been dodging taxes. You want to know what this really is? I really do now. This was a this was a person that worked for the Trump organization that was cheating on his own personal taxes. And the district attorney of Manhattan was somehow able to manipulate a jury into convicting the organization itself for this individual's tax fraud. I don't know how you can so successfully load a jury with complicit actors that you're able to pull this off, but that's exactly what the Manhattan DA was able to do. Let yeah, me. It says um, they were complicit in the scheme. How are, does it say how they're complicit in the scheme? No, no. Uh, The case against the company was built largely around testimony from the Trump organization's former finance chief, Ian Wesselberg, who previously pleaded guilty to charges that he manipulated the company's books and his own compensation package to illegally reduce his taxes. That guy was doing what he did unbeknownst to the company in order to lower his own tax liability. As punishment, the Trump organization could be fined up to $1.6 million. You know, well, that's, that's how they, I mean, of course it's wrong, but that's how they did it is he was an representative of the organization at the time. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous law. 
Yes. Yeah. The guilty verdict came on the second day of deliberations following a trial in which the Trump organization was accused of being complicit in a scheme by top executives to avoid paying personal income taxes on job perks such as rent-free apartments and luxury cars. Basically, everything that every high-level executive has done since the beginning of the tax code. But this Manhattan DA that ran, by the way, ran on a campaign of taking down the Trump organization, She'll walk away from this now, claiming victory for getting a $1.6 million fine after spending like $50 million trying to investigate and prosecute this. Yeah. It's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. That's, that's interesting math, right? That's that math we were talking about earlier. Yeah. But now lefties get to say that the Trump organization was convicted of tax tax dodging. And they absolutely weren't. And then pretty soon they'll drop the organization part and it'll just be Trump was found guilty of tax dodging. Yes. Yes. That's exactly how it will go. Yeah. That is exactly how it will go. Because, of um, course, that's what they've been trying to do forever. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. This is honestly, this is how the media, this is how the media work, Right. This is how they work in America these days. Um, let's see. What are folks saying in the chat? I don't know if you've been watching the chat. I've been. No, sorry. Uh, I was I've reading Steve's happily, joke. I uh, can't not read. I have been watching. I can't not read Steve's jokes. Yeah. Steve's jokes. Shooting in the dark is just idiotic. That's why all my lightsabers have flashlights on them. It's a very, it's a very good policy. It's valid. Hello, Brett Brown. I don't know if we said hi to Brett Brown already. All of my guns have a light on them, every single one, including my shotgun. Um, oh, I was about to say Steve, but that was me triggering the, uh, triggering the comments. And Steve <laughs> says, why does it take longer to get from first to second base than it does to get from second to third base? Cause there's a shortstop in between. It's a baseball joke. Oh, okay. Well that explains, explains why I don't get that. Because I, I do not get that. Um, let's talk about this. We've talked about this in the past. I said this was going to happen, Danielle. And, yeah. you know, people said, ah, oh, you're crazy. Or not, you know, not you're crazy, but they said it was one of those I take things to extremes well, moments. You and I had this conversation and it was um, the situation was there was a dude on trying to get on a heart transplant list and they wouldn't let him on the list because he hadn't, he refused to get the COVID vaccine. Even back before that though, when they were discussing vaccine mandates, I said, and now they're going to, you know, they'll, they'll ref start refusing medical treatment that, you unless you've that, been vaccinated. True. And, um, you know, some people are like, no, of course they won't. They can't do that. Yeah, they can and they will. And this isn't the first example of it. Like Danielle was saying, we covered this one when it happened. Um, guy re was uh, removed from the heart transplant He never list. got on the list. They refused to put him on the list. Okay. Refused to put him on the list for being unvaccinated. Here's another high-profile instance of this. And these these aren't few and far between, folks. These happen uh, these happen all the time. James Royster's here. What's up, James? He says, hey, James. Merry Christmas, y'all. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, James. And uh, Yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. Let me trigger that so that the comments come up because this, uh, this widget needs uh, refreshing, but whatever. Anyway, um... Duke University surgeons are refusing a 14-year-old girl a kidney transplant because she's not received the COVID shot. Now, I don't remember all the details of this one, Danielle. But if I'm not mistaken, there were... Maybe there weren't. I was going to say, weren't there some underlying conditions... Uh, reasons as to why they may not have, he may not have been the best candidate for a heart anyway? Um, no, I think, 
uh, I, I think from, I mean, and it's hard, you know, it's hard to know what to believe and what to understand. But I think our understanding from the article was that he had he had the vaccine, it would have bettered his chances of long-term survival after the transplant. That's right. So, and that's what, or at that least was that's what argument. they, yeah, that's what they believed back then. Exactly. That's what I was going to say at the time. That's truly what the data that were yeah. available suggested. Correct. Now we know for a fact at this point in time, that's just blatantly false. Well, and this is a kid. Well, versus... and in this case, it's a 14-year-old girl. Right. So and... we, we know it was blatantly false in the case of the 31-year-old man looking for a new heart. We we, we know beyond any this shadow of a, a doubt lie. that yeah. that's bullshit when it comes to a 14-year-old girl. At 14... Yeah, in that age range just don't die of COVID. Yeah. At 14, Yulia Hicks has already had more than her share of bad luck. Brought from Ukraine to the United States in December 2018, she was given up by her first two adoptive families uh, before Chrissy and Lee Hicks adopted her in 2021. She suffers from senior, lo senior locum syndrome, a genetic condition that is destroying her kidneys and eyes and will soon force her to have a kidney transplant. Now, Yulia is facing another crisis, this one seemingly caused by her own physicians. Doctors at Duke University, where Julia has been awaiting a kidney transplant, have told her parents they will not give her a new kidney unless she is vaccinated against COVID, even though Julia has already had and recovered from COVID. Luckily, I don't have to give a shit about YouTube at this point. I just don't have to give a shit about those people and their COVID misinformation because nothing I'm going to say tonight is going to be misinformation anyway, but YouTube will, would absolutely take it that way and would ban us. This is a 14 year old girl, one of the lowest risk factors for COVID on the planet. She's also had and recovered from COVID, giving her natural immunity. We know that natural immunity is as effective against serious, severe disease from COVID as a vaccine is effective to, against serious disease to COVID. But she's also in an age group that isn't at a high risk of serious D -d disease from COVID anyway. Here's Which is why her little diseased body survived and recovered from COVID. Right, right. Even with all the, you talk about underlying conditions. Right. This girl her has- kidneys are rotting. Yeah, this girl has severe underlying conditions and she kicked COVID's ass. This girl is not a risk of COVID. There is absolutely no COVID-related medical reason to withhold a life-saving transplant from this kid. There are only political and ideological reasons to withhold a kidney from this kid. And that's what we're seeing here. From Duke University, towing, towing the government's line insisting that somebody who's already recovered from COVID, who is in a statistically meaningless group for risk right. of COVID, insisting that she get a shot that is, is now statistically proven to be more of a risk to her than actual COVID, insisting that she get I can't say experimental vaccine anymore, but they are still not approved by the FDA. They're no longer experimental under the emergency use authorization, authorization, but they are still not fully approved drugs in the United States. 
They're insisting that she effectively get an experimental vaccine that we know is causing severe damage to young, we know to young men with myocard, right. chronic myocarditis, not sure what it's doing to young girls or potentially their reproductive systems or potentially to the offspring they may give birth to at some point in the future because we don't have the data to tell us what it's doing to these right. people. They're insisting that she get that shot before they save her fucking life by giving her a kidney. The people making that decision, it is it is one of the most... Un Remember baby Archie? Yes. I thought that was unethical. But baby Archie really didn't have any chance of survival. Right. Right. I know it's, it's, it's a horrible thing to say. I get it. But no, you're absolutely right. And I believe it was. Yeah. He I had no chance of survival. But what they did was so unethical because it took away even a handful of days that Archie's parents could have spent with him. Baby Archie pales in comparison to the, the level of ethical violations going on with Duke University and this 14-year-old girl. They could potentially... Now, she has an underlying condition and there's no guarantee that a replacement kidney is going to carry her through her lifetime. But what if it gets her five or 10 years and then she needs another one? Right. And then what if, and they're going to be better. They're always getting better. If you have the ability to do it for a 14 year old kid, you do it, right? Yeah. Everyone's, everyone's talking about how we're, we're morally obligated to provide gender affirming care to children. It's a matter of life and death, they say. Oh, you have to let 14-year-old Johnny lop off his cock because otherwise he's, I don't know, it's a matter of life and death. Here is an actual instance of a matter of life and death. And, and, and the authorities are choosing death over a vaccine. It makes, we're in the upside down Danielle, right. We're yeah. in a fucking crazy world. The medical profession is screaming bloody murder that teenage boys and girls should be given the, 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 what they call medical care to mutilate their genitals as a matter of life and death. And they're willing to withhold a kidney from a 14 year old girl because she hasn't had a vaccine for a disease she's already fucking recovered from. Right. This kind of thing, if this is... Got to be very careful right now. Because this is the kind of thing that really annoys me and really upsets me. I'm not the kind of person that's going to fly off the handle and commit acts of violence. Unless I have a 14-year-old daughter who is being sentenced to death by some fucking bureaucrats over a vaccine. I don't have kids. Right. Luckily. Because the way this world is going, me and authority would be butting heads a lot with the things they're doing to kids in this country right now. But if I had a 14-year-old daughter who needed a kidney transplant and some, some weaselly bureaucrat told me we can't do it unless she gets a shot that, by the way, is probably more risky to her than COVID, I would lose my shit, Danielle. Right, yes, 100%. I would lose my shit. I'm not going to say what I potentially might do because that'll get me on a list but we're talking but here's the thing i mean what can the parents do i i i imagine you know? they're gonna have a court 
issue an injunction and tell Duke University, go fuck yourselves. Unless it's the, remember that the, um, the heart transplant when it was the protocol. So if this is part of the protocol, I can't imagine there's any go hide and play fuck off. You know, when when the president of the United States or former vice president of the United States just recently says we don't have we're not going to have vaccine mandates. There were no vaccine mandates. This is a fucking mandate. This is a mandate for life affirming care, not gender affirming care, life affirming care. I'm going to say this is a bit more important than gender affirming care. And these people need to get their fucking act together. And think about what they're doing and think about the message they're sending. And if you want to, if you want to rile up a population, if you want to anger a population, this is the way to do it. This is the way to go about it, to start pulling stunts like this and fucking with people's kids. People aren't happy already about the way their kids are being abused in America. Right. With the, uh, we've got an example of that a little bit later. We'll talk about, but yeah, this is, this is one way to get yourselves. Yeah. So according to this article, apparently up. they can travel elsewhere and have the transplant, but you know, at added expense and because they live in North Carolina, which is where Duke is. Right. So, um, you know, it's going to be, added expense and all the things to take her elsewhere. So they're trying to raise $25,000 to take her to get the surgery. Right. Steve says, if you want to know at least three lists, you ain't living right. Pisses Michelle off. Yep. Yes. Randy agrees. What's up, Randy? Good to see you, brother. Hey, Randy. Um, it pisses off. Uh, I think it pisses off everybody, to be honest yeah. with you. I think it does. Did Janine leave us? Good night, Janine. Uh, yeah, I think Janine was gone. Good night, Janine. That that one really. I'm and I'm not even a fan of kids, Danielle. Right. I'm not a fan of kids. But you're also not a fan of people fucking with kids. Yeah. Just leave them alone. Let them go throw yeah. rocks at each other and be done with it, or run around with steak knives. By the way, like this guy. Loudoun County superintendent finally gets canned for school rape cover-up, but he's still getting paid. And if I'm not mistaken, he's getting paid like 400 grand a they year make or a some lot shit of money. like that. $323,000 a year. Covered up a rape. What was that? Almost coming up on two years ago, Danny? Mm-hmm. Covered up a rape coming up on two years ago. Only just now got let got fired. Hang on. Let's be clear about what happened. Covered up a rape, lied about it, and then transferred the rapist to another hunting ground where he raped another again. girl. Yep. Yep. Where he was able to rape again. So yeah, did just cover up a rape, facilitated a second rape, and may have covered up a third rape. Yep. We're not sure about the, the third one, which is actually the chronologically the first one that happened. Yep. And they're paying him. Yeah. Loudoun County School Superintendent Scott Ziegler, Ziegler was somehow summarily canned by a unanimous vote of the school board Tuesday, just a day after a grand jury found them guilty of having grossly mishandled two cases of in-school sexual assaults, rapes, by a student back in 2021. Two years later, and now he's going to effectively get his... Uh, $323,000 salary and medical vet benefits and his $12,000 company car for the next year. That is, um, that's a hell of a They're severance. saying that he was fired without cause? Who knows? This is government we're talking about. They do some crazy shit. So yeah, for the next year, three hundred twenty-three grand, a twelve thousand dollar vehicle, whatever that is, um, a vehicle allowance. Sorry, a twelve thousand dollar vehicle allowance, and his full health and retirement benefits. It says he got canned. I wonder if they let him. Res- that sounds like they let him resign. It does sound like they let him I resign. I bet that was, that was but because 
But again, look at your local, look at your local governments here, our local government, fire people, and then give them big payoffs to avoid lawsuits. So it's, it's not uncommon right. to have these, uh, to have these, we try, we, we, we talk about them when they happen here and we, we, you know, we, we say, well, this, this isn't right. They're fired for incompetence, and then they get this this cush, uh, this. But cush they actually payout. fire them, or they let them resign. No, they fire them. Do they? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. Almost as ridiculous as this bitch. So uh, we've only got a few minutes, so we're not going to fight about this too much, Danielle. California English teacher says proper grammar is white supremacist refuses to teach it. Let's take a look at the video for a minute, a minute, just because I haven't watched it. I don't know if Danielle has. No, I have not. We, we just we just got into it before the show about this. But let's listen to see what this uh, this um, groomer Karen uh, thinks. TikToker. As an educator, I am constantly worried if I am part of the problem. What do I mean by that? Well, public education is an institution that upholds lots of problematic systems in our society, like white supremacy and misogyny and colonization, etc. In my role as an educator, I try to undermine that BS in my classroom as much as I possibly can. I teach high school English and whoo, the white supremacy runs deep. What do I mean by that? Well, let's look at how we write essays. Start with an introduction that includes a thesis. Always cite your sources. Use transition words like however and therefore. These are all made up rules. They're arbitrary. They were created by Westerners in power. In linguistic justice, April Baker Bell calls this the language of respectability or the language of power. Which got me thinking, what if I started my school year with a unit honoring how we talk rather than teaching students how to write properly? So this is the start of my series on teaching linguistics in high school. <laughs> I'm an English teacher who's not going to teach English is effectively what she's saying. Now, to, to give her credit, she said, I'm going to start off the school year with a unit, which may imply, Danielle, that she's actually going to transition into teaching actual English. Maybe we can, we can at least hope for the sake of her students, she's going to teach them how to write. Because, I mean, that's an important skill to walk she away with. She cited April Baker Bell, who is an absolute fucking lunatic. Mm-hmm. The instant you cite that bitch, I'm out. Yeah. So I, I have a lot of problems with this. I, I get that we could, Danielle made some very good points before the show. And I get that we converse. Obviously, we converse differently than we write. Okay. We talk to our parents differently than we talk to our friends, for example. Um, I talk to Danielle differently off camera than we talk on camera, right? It's just, it's, it's right. just a thing. It's called code switching. Thank you. That's, that's right. You said it's called code switching, but when we write there, there, so when you're, when you're conversing with somebody, when you're talking with somebody, there's a lot of visual clues as to the meaning behind the words. There's, there's a lot of uh, emphasis put on specific words or even specific paragraphs. There are a lot of cues you pick up in conversation that you don't get if you wrote that conversationally and handed it to somebody. Agreed? Yeah. Which is why we have specific rules for writing. It's why authors write their books a certain way. If I wrote a book the way I talk to you, that would be the worst book ever made. It would be the worst book ever written. There would be no imagery. There would be no subtext. There would be none of the things that we need in writing to explain the intent of, of the writer, right? This lady apparently is willing to sacrifice all of that because some folks say y'all or X. Well, I think there's more to it than that. Like the way that I write when I write an email or a letter is different from how I write when I write. Like if I were to write a letter to you, that's different than how I would write a recommendation letter. 
There's code switching even in writing. So it's not even just code switching from verbal conversation to written conversation. There's code switching in verbal conversation to verbal conversation and within written conversation. And I think it, and I don't even think it, I know it. It is 100% valid to teach code switching. That's a, that's a thing, but. But it's important, you know, even, even in email, you have to admit that, um, we, I, I will handle a work email differently than a personal email, right? There are yes. differences. The, the whole point of teaching reading, writing, and arithmetic is so that that child can go on to be somewhat successful in life, correct? These yes. are skills. 100%. These are skills that you need in order to be able to get a job, in order to be able to work, in order to be able to progress through the socioeconomic classes, I don't know how much damage this teacher is going to do to her students. And if it's one block of, of study, what would that be? How, I, I don't know how that works. Would that be like a week's worth of work? It depends, but yeah, probably, probably not much. I, yeah, I believe this is just her trying to make a TikTok. Right. Trying to get the clicks. Trying and to be woke. I think she's trying to act like she understands shit she doesn't understand. Because later she tries to talk about the argument behind SATs and IQ tests and those kind of standards-based tests being racist. Rooted and in she racism, tries yep. to say that they're racist because they're written by white men and that's not, or white people, and that's not even the argument. The argument is that they're racist because they're standardized on this, the sample on which they're standardized is too white. They're standardized on too many white people. So she's she's just trying to do magic she doesn't understand, quite frankly. Right. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. I think it's I, more for the woke justice points than anything else. Yes. I um, think she's trying to get clicks. And so she was throwing words out there. And I bet yeah, her yeah. SEO was through the roof. Yeah. It's one massive virtue signal. Look at me. I'm, I'm woke and progressive. I'm not in the least bit racist. In fact, I'm so unracist that I think the English language is racist. Right. That's what she's doing. You're so racist. Your language is racist. Yes. Quite frankly, she's a piece of shit that doesn't belong in a classroom teaching English. Right. 100%. Because here's here's my here's where I went with this. Let's say uh, let's say you're teaching engineering. Are you going to teach actual engineering, or are you going to ch- teach shade tree mechanic engineering? Well, it depends. If you're teaching me engineering, you're going to teach shade tree mechanic engineering with counting on your fingers. And there is absolutely an, a, pl- a place and time for that. If it's dad passing down skills right. to his son, that's one thing. But if you call yourself a teacher and it is your job to teach engineering, right? you better be teaching engineering. Right. And call, I'm not building any bridges. Exactly. If you call yourself an English teacher, it is your responsibility to teach English. I don't yeah. care what your woke social mind tells you. It is your responsibility to pass those skills onto these young, influential people. And um, it's up to you. It's up to these teachers to prepare those kids for the real world. And I don't think she's going to be able. That's more of a language arts thing than an English class. So, lady, go teach language arts. Go do that. There, there's a useless fucking class that nobody needs yet people take. Go teach language arts and teach that bullshit there. But if you want to teach English, teach fucking English. Although, you know, the English language is changing. You saw the woman got redefined. Yes. And, um, <sighs> oh, I can't think of the made-up word that... Damn it. It would have been really funny if I could have thought of. Um, anyway, I'll think of it right after the show and I'll say it and you'll cringe. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Unbelievable. We're out of time. No show Saturday morning because we have our meet and greet. Right. Oh, that's right. Uh, noon until two 
at the, uh, for those of you local, noon until two at the Celtic Tavern. Come on down and uh, have some lunch and maybe a beer. Irregardless. With us. Irregardless of whether you're local or not, you're still invited. That's in the dictionary as a valid word now. The double, well, it's a, it's always been valid, but it's a double negative. Ear and less are both negative. So irregardless means regarding. By the way, it's never been valid. That has never been a valid word, but it now it's, it's a word. It's now just it's, now it's, it's recognized incorrect. It's well, a double negative. Well, now it's re- actually recognized as part of the English language, and to me, that's just horrific. Makes me crazy. It's horrific. All right, let's um, let's wrap this up. All right, yeah, y'all. Sorry, we love you. We appreciate you. Hopefully, we'll see you Saturday. If not, we will see you back here on Monday. Thanks, guys. Love you. Bye. Ya. Bye.